0: There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective.
1: My name is Aram, my pronouns are he, him, and welcome to God's Fall.
2: My name is Matt, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing a level one character.
1: In darkness, you are alone and unaware. You have no memory of who you are, what you are, anything. You just are aware that you are a being and you are aware that you are in darkness. You have no idea who or what you are. Your head feels like it has been split open and pain throbs down your spine. Your arms and legs are locked in place and you are squeezed on all sides. You cannot move. You can't even move a finger. There's material in all the space. Around you, so everywhere where you aren't is something hard and rigid and unmoving. It's painful. I would say it. I mean, there's no pain yet. You you are feeling it's pain because like you have a giant headache, and you're not in pain from being suspended. You just it's just uncomfortable. I would okay, say. So yeah. the
2: first thing I want to do is taste the air for the first time. When you breathe in, it it has an
1: incredibly you don't quite understand this word when it comes to it first, but the sap, the word sap, and the word wet, and the word wood. And, it, and at first they're just jumbled. Just concepts. But then you understand them more. Like you know what wood is. You know what wet is. You know what sap is. You're aware of these things, and those are the senses that are hitting
2: you. What I want to do is, in this newfound awareness, try to take the time that I need in order to adjust the best that I can. If I don't I'm unaware of anything except the fact I'm having an experience, I just want to observe. Do we need to roll for that? Yeah, roll perception. That is a four plus four, so eight.
1: You're in this space for a while, and you realize pretty quickly that there's just enough room hollowed out for you. And like your breath is shallow because When you breathe in, like your lungs won't have room to expand. Your chest can't expand. So every so you can you're just like it's almost as if you were you you were trapped mid breath. So when you exhale, there's a little bit more room. And when you inhale, you hit resistance at a certain point. So you're just taking these shorter, more shallow breaths. Breath. Yeah. And you can hear muffled voices. That's all you can really pick out.
2: It is a mix of confusion, terror. Eyes wide with fear and confusion, but also excitement again, tasting air, maybe sap, wetness. I want to try to uh, I want to try to recall anything. If I have if I have no memory, I'm gonna to try to stir something in the dark if that's possible. Yeah,
1: make a wisdom safe.
2: Five plus six we're looking at 11. There's a scream that's not yours. There's blood
1: that's not yours. those are the only two images you get
2: fight it try to break try to break free okay. try to test my newfound strength if there is any at all make a strength check <laughs> no. the dice are not hot tonight uh, five
1: total not only can you do you feel like you have no chance of breaking out of whatever this is but you don't even feel like you've moved anything like you haven't felt a resistance point you're not like okay that's how strong this is it's just nothing moves nothing moved at all there was no bend there was no give it's it's smooth and it's hard yes that's what you can feel just smooth hardness and then like you're covered you're, you're just soaked and also there's a stickiness and that's what made you feel like it was sap mm-hmm. so you're starting to think that it's wood that you're surrounded by yes
2: wood. yes i'm kind of it's coming it's coming to me now I'm gonna to try to struggle again to break through from this monstrous womb. Sure, uh, roll me a strength check again. All right, twelve. Yeah, not even close. Not yeah,
1: even you, close. Again, like like with all your might, and you're pushing and pushing, These and you're just, like, crippled limbs, and you're just, it's exhausting, and it's just nothing. I mean, either you're in, either you're not very strong, or what you're in is very strong. <laughs> One of those Probably two things both. are true. Yeah, and you can still hear this this like humanoid chanting.
2: Okay. Very muffled chanting. Then what I'm going to do is wait. Okay. I want to stop struggling. I want to just listen, observe, and wait. Um, I dare not think that these are liberators of mine. I dare not hope. I dare not hope that they are s- something that can give me some form of information. I don't know what's going on. When you're listening, um, I would say
1: that you're hearing two voices and you can concentrate on one or the other. There's this group of external voices that are chanting that feel like if there was like a really thick door and they were on the other side of the door and you could hear them singing, that's what that would sound like. Mm. And then there's this other voice that feels around you, inside you, just there. I want you to tap into it. the inner voice. You want to tap into that. So one. I want to tap right. into the inner voice. I want you to roll your divinity.
2: Now. Okay. So six plus 11 is going to be 17.
1: Okay. You sit there and focus. And even though you're focusing on this internal voice, you're hearing the chanting. And the chanting is becoming clearer and, and like it kind of fills, and you can feel the wood kind of reverberate with it. The voices seem to carry through the wood and into the wood and then through you. And you're listening to this voice and you finally realize what it is. And it's the voice of a tree. And you can see this tree. It is this titanic sequoia, 300 feet tall, 30 feet wide. And it just sits in the middle. You, You can't see much past it, like it's all kind of hazy and you it's, it's like more, more, it's like more of a picture in your own mind, yes. but you were inside at the very very edge. so not far beneath the bark, maybe about three
2: or four feet. I'm and you entombed. are suspended in the tree at the edge of it, looking through like a filmy gauze of mm-hmm. hardened sap. Yeah, basically yeah trying to to see. and so it's the voice of the tree that I can hear. It kind of like the, that's, the, that's, the tree is not speaking. But you can
1: hear it. It it wants things, it has needs, it has some sort of drive and focus, and you understand those things, even though they're they're not voiced or conscious. Give me flesh is what I ask the tree. Right. Give me flesh. The tree doesn't respond initially. Yes. But then you kind of feel like there's a creaking. And like a popping and you can hear the wood shifting and the chanting stops outside of you and you feel a pressure in your back and you kind of feel yourself like pushed forward yes. and then you can feel the wood parting in front of you until you're kind of uncere- unceremoniously ejected Ugh. and you slam onto grass. There's grass underneath, you know you know what that is, and there's yes. grass underneath your hands and <sighs> knees as you're on the ground and There's an audible gasp has gone out from the people around you and there's dead silence. And you're just covered in
2: wetness. I draw myself up in an attempt to stand. I shakily plant my feet on soil. So as you stand
1: and you're looking down upon part of yourself as you're standing, you're seeing around you the legs of the people around you. And they're mainly uh, very pale skinned, fewer clothing, lots of sandals. It's very, very hot and dry where you are. Mm -hmm. And so everyone seems to be dressed in like lesser, like less clothing, kind of like uh, uh, what you would wear if you had to live in the desert all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So and as you stand, though, your legs are wood. Like every like every like you you are very slender and all parts of you are formed of wood. But you're humanoid. You have two legs, two Do My joints can bend. Yeah, everything can I'm bend. I'm a wooden boy. I'm a wood boy. Yeah, go ahead and roll me uh, either arcana or nature.
2: Okay. Is
1: Eleven. The word dryad, you don't know what that is, but the word passes through your head mm. as you stand up. And now as you're looking around, you are in this, you kind of look up and look down. You're in this giant elongated bowl so like a very very like like if a vase that that kind of a sloped gently inwards so that it's wider at the top and and more narrow at the bottom right Mm -hmm. if that was sunk into the ground and sunk 400 feet straight down and at the ridge of it was what looked like a meteor crater Yeah. except for one opening where you could walk into this area and then there was a natural ramp all, like the all the around way around the edge, like a corkscrew, yes, exactly. Yes. And the center of this thing is this gigantic tree. And this is a so, tree that I
2: just have flung from, or, exactly. Or came out of, and around me is this, the 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 people.
1: Yeah. So basically, so so basically, where this where this tree hits the bottom here, there is there's built this stone circle, and then there's rings as you go up. There's wooden rings around it. There's platforms that go out to the edges. There's there's holes cut into the sandstone walls all around you where caves have been dug and people are clearly living in the in the back now it is uh, nighttime now yes right? and it's bri- and the stars are brilliant above you the moon is brilliant above you and they seem to live in this area behind the tree so you guys are kind of you guys are in the front here yes behind the tree to the east uh, water seeps out of the wall and collects and gathers until it's a a, a small stream this 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 perfect, clear, cold stream that feeds into this basin here. And has so there's like a small lake in the corner. And everything else is green and lush and gorgeous.
2: I look up at those who had just pushed me from the tree or who I think helped me out of the tree. And I say nothing. I just want to to look at them for a moment and try to take them in. You mean to They roll?
1: are all incredibly pale. So it's almost as if the pigment has been stripped from their skin. Their eyes are ringed with red and are violet, and their hair is all shock white. I look down at
2: myself. Am I... No, I'm made of wood. You're a bark boy. Yep. I'm a bark boy. Yep. Without saying anything, I don't know how this is going to be received, I go to the the water, and I'm going to try to scrub this off. As you walk
1: away from the hundred or so people gathered around you, a woman glances around her and gestures to two others. She is slightly taller than the rest, draped in slightly finer silks and silver chains. The others, a man with wide eyes who stumbles with his first step, and a woman
2: with thick braids tucked above each ear, follow behind her. Okay, I'm going to remain silent. going to go to the water, and I'm going to try to, again, say nothing and just wash the bark off. Am I bark? I don't know what I am. I don't know who I am. Confusion. Yeah, totally. So you kneel down and lean over the water,
1: yes. and instantly you see your reflection. Yes. And it's just like this bark face that goes up into twigs and branches at the at the top. Yes. But you're also covered in blood and guts and entrails. Oh. And you're yeah, wash it off. So you wash it off. None of it's yours. Uh, Good. There's a uh, uh, I me. feel. Yeah, I want to
2: feel myself yeah. for wounds. Make sure I'm all right. Can I? Can I flex my hands for roll the me first medicine. time? Roll me
1: medicine. Ten. It's not you. You're not hurt. That was way too much stuff for someone not to have been
2: super hurt. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I want to uh, go back to... I guess I should I guess I guess should acknowledge these people, shouldn't I? I should at least... I, I don't think I can speak. I want to just look at them. I want to touch my heart, touch my lips, and then touch my forehead. It's the only thing I can think of that might be some kind... Better than, what, wiggling my fingers? Sure. That would, that would be dumb. Like, uh, sure, sure, sure. Heart, lips... Forehead, nod to them, then go just as a form of acknowledgement, and then back to the tree to try to learn anything else.
1: Okay. They nod back to you, look at each other again, and start to walk with you. Actually, I want to try to speak. I want to try to speak.
2: So, what languages can your character speak? Okay. I've got to pull this up. Yeah. Common elvish under common abyssal and deep speech okay so you can you have been hearing them
1: speak in elven and you understand it you don't know why but you do Mm. and it's not your first language so you don't necessarily think in elven yes but you recognize it immediately you recognize that they've been speaking it and you can
2: speak to them in it oh i can i'm going to say i am normal Okay, Roll a persuasion. <laughs> Five plus four, so nine. Okay.
1: The women look to each other, right? And then nod. And the guy, though, nods, like, generously. Norm- normal. Like, is listening to you. It's like, well, of, of course you are. Yes. Um, we, we, well, normal is, is uh, subjective in these terms, of course. To you, you are, of course, normal. To us, yeah. you are a god. Kneel and he immediately drops to his knees and places his head literally at your feet like like touches the ground at your feet, the other two drop to their knees as well, more demure just like to one knee and nods, and then the uh one that was in the middle stands back up and she nods, alora, and she extends a hand
2: i Extend my twiggy mass of a hand, yeah. and I grasp her by the forearm. Sure,
1: maybe. sure. And like, yeah. And, and she flinches slightly, but then returns the a, a gesture. Is a pleasure. We expected you. Stand, you may. You may arise. She stands, as do the others.
2: How long have you been expecting me? And, well, and who? I I know little. You are new. I remember little.
1: She, like, again, she glances at the, at the other ones, like, it kind of looks like she expected you to have answers, but she's like, hmm. okay, all right, all right, fine. So she ex- she explains as you're walking, there's a feast that's getting ready to be prep. Like, there's a feast that was clearly prepared. Yeah. And now people in the back are beginning to celebrate. Like, they assume mm. this is a good thing. The leaders are talking to you. They're in control of this. Everything's gone great. So they are, cele- are celebrating. And there's music that's beginning and food's coming out. And, yes. And, E. Laura, who is the head of the council that runs this colony of sun elves, explains to you that back in the day, um, at first she starts to like, like it's like just tell you current stuff, but it's it's clear you don't have the background. So then she goes further back, right. and further back until she's giving yes. you the whole story. So there was uh, magic wasn't always for everyone. Uh, magic initially was only for the dwarves, and they guarded jealously and treated the other races terribly. And so the elves stole magic from the dwarves to give to the other races and to hoard themselves too. And we are elves. And this clan is the clan that stole the magic. Mm. So the gods banished this clan into the desert, stripped them of their color, which is why they are so pale and their eyes are lavender because it's the only color that's left in their skin and their hair. they They were pulled of all of it. The sun hurts them so, but they went into the desert deeper. Instead of fleeing, they went deeper because Ayus, the god of the moon, or the old god of the moon, told them that there was a sanctuary for them and led them by moonlight and by stars to this place. And they've I, been living here and waiting here ever since. I want to directly ask Alora, am I Ayus? And they, she said, we do not believe so. But we do not know who you are. We just knew that you would be here, and that we should come, so that we may serve you.
2: And where am I? I'm in this chamber with the with the trees.
1: Yep. Yep. We're in this
2: chamber, and there's like you know, again,
1: things set up. Uh, there's rooms. Uh, she walks you to the edge and points to this one cave that is very plush and filled with torch lights and like a lot of, you know, comfort and that has been mm-hmm. set up for you. Yes. So, the, you know, your, your arrival has been heralded. Wow. Yeah. What about this blood? Um, I honestly do not know. Perhaps it is part of your birth. Perhaps it is part of your divinity. Such things are beyond us. When a creature is born, there is much at least when, well, not when the elves are, when the elves are born, you know, actually, even when the elves are born, because the elves are born from plants, but it's still, like, gross, and they're, sure, all, they're a, all covered in that white filament stuff. Yeah, it's sure. like, like, it's tree gross, right? It's a whole so, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's still gross. So every time someone's born, it's gross. Right. So her basic thing is like, well, you know, you were, you were just born. So there's always grossness. They just could be part of it.
2: Okay, I am thrilled at this news. The first thing that I awaken and hear that I'm some kind of deity and these creatures have gathered to serve me, the first thing I want to know, Alora, tell me what you have brought me here for. Why do you awaken me? What is your purpose with this?
1: Oh, perhaps I've not been clear, my lord. We are here because we were drawn here. We were told you would be here, but we know nothing else. We simply knew one day you would be. And that it would behoove us to be here with you.
2: Okay, I want to test to see if I can use magic. Okay, what do you want to do? I want to... Well, this would be an erratic... What I want to do is I just want to flex my abilities. My physical abilities. I mean, this is the first time I'm speaking as well. I want to flex my mental abilities. Okay, I... um, I'm not quite sure what to expect. So I'm not even quite sure what I can or can do. I'm going to try to if I just mechanically I'm going to try to roll a divinity check to see if I can activate some ability. I want to see sure. if I can just do just do any any one thing.
1: Okay. So they've taken you to this to the central part of the tree. They've kind of walked you over to it. And there's a couple platforms with ropes. Mm-hmm. And you can step onto one, people start pulling ropes and you are lifted into the air and up to the first ring. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of lifted probably about a hundred feet into the air and now you're you're kind of standing at the edge of this, you know, you know, perfectly circular ring of ironwood and looking out over the festival and the torches and the crowds and everything. And you're thinking about these all these people gathered before you. Yes. Or here for you that there yes. was a, there was from birth you have divine purpose and they all know it and you're looking down upon those who now worship you and you're so you're feeling this energy and this power okay and i would like you to roll perception
2: okay all right 14 plus 4 18 out of the
1: corner of your eye you see two young elves moving towards you one of them stops about 30 feet away and you can see a weapon coming up and an arrow being drawn back. So one of them's drawing a bow and the other one has pushed their cloak to the side and has
2: pulled out like this huge
1: hammer that they're holding with two hands and is charging straight at you as the arrow fires past.
2: So they're loosing an arrow to attack me Yes, right two, now. Yes,
1: two are attacking you right now. I need you to roll Perception. Okay. I'm sorry, I need you to roll in- initiative. initiative. Yes. Critical fail. You are with the three counselors, Azari, who is Elora, who is the head counselor, and Tiatha. Azari and Elora are appointed. The council appoints the ones who follow them, except for Tiatha. That is the position that is voted for by the people. So Tiatha is like the public representative mm, okay. Well, they are the royal what are they
2: uh I'm sorry to go over it again what are they dressed as what do they look like
1: silvery to white to beige to tan cloths um edged in silver uh some of them were sandals some of them were no shoes at all mm-hmm. they all seem to enjoy silver jewelry and this and this kind of like uh kind of like banged tin right so it's all silvers and light and lighter colors probably because they're in the desert okay and they would absorb less heat I know. yeah yeah, and so uh, they've they, all they been with you the entire time as the as this arrow comes to, towards you and like you've been alive for like an hour and yeah. now this arrow's coming Maybe straight less. towards yeah. your chest Azari steps in the way the arrow sinks into his shoulder <clears throat> and then he falls to the ground in front of you Alora looks up in shock and she is basically put a hand up she's like no my child don't and the other one is coming with the hammer to hit you does a 12. Yes. In. Okay. This maul slams into the My side. Bark. Yeah. yeah it's your bark body. Exactly. Yeah. Which is going to help you. Three points of damage as your bark body absorbs some of this blow. But She w- hits you really hard and she's really strong and she follows Ugh. through. So she's going to spend a superiority dice. And I need you to roll a strength check. To keep from getting knocked over the edge. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yes. She hits you hard, and she kind of pins you up against the wall, and you could have gone over, but you don't. And she, and her, her eyes kind of go wide because it looks like she expected to get you over that ledge. Mm-hmm. What are you doing?
2: Retaliate with as much strength as possible. Okay. So this would be what an unarmed attack with my bark. It body? would seem that way. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what I want to do. Okay. So I don't have the stats for her. That's okay. Just, that's uh,
1: just, just roll a d twenty to hit.
2: All right, sixteen. Yeah. Any modifiers? Yeah, uh, plus three. But it's easily gonna okay, hit. Nineteen. Yeah. So you just kind of like, what do you, what do you do? What I want to do is, I want to form my hand, or I mean, my arm. I don't know what it, if it's like roots or a palm or whatever. Open palm, strike toward where the the neck meets the collarbone. Sure. I want to open palm toward that, and I want to. Tr- yes, that's what I want to try to do.
1: So. You go to manipulate this into some kind of wooden thing. Yes. And as you do, like, you see the wood peel away. And beneath it is, like, this slightly translucent outer layer of skin. And then lighter underneath, but there's that weird semi-opaque layer over it that Ooh. you can see through. Right? Gelatinous, Under the bark. Almost. Yeah. So the bark peels away, and then there's this weird flesh and these long, elongated fingers, and it's kind of like a light purple in color. And you slam this hand into the creature's neck with these claws. And I would like you to roll a one die four and add one. Three. You claw at this elf's throat, and both these elves are, like, younger than than the other ones, and the woman, Uh, Laura, who was begging for them to stop, is, like, now grabbing the woman with the maul and trying to pull her off of you.
2: As the other guy circles back with the bow and reloads, so is it my turn again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. What I'd like to do is throw the assassin off of the railing. Okay. I need
1: you to roll an opposed strength check then.
2: Critical fail again.
1: You want to throw her off? Yes. But she's stronger than you expect her to be, and she manages to maneuver you up and over the edge. <gasps> so you are hundred feet up. You're thrown off. Yes. And you're falling.
2: Oh. Uh, okay. Uh. Do I get a turn here, or am I just yeah. going to smash no, against the ground? No, you definitely get a turn. Okay, I want to Hail Mary Divinity, save me sure. magic powers. Alright,
1: so you reach out in the same way you reached out Pulling towards the Pulling a door the or not. Hopefully yeah.
2: I'll teleport right back to the top. I would like you to roll your Divinity. Okay, so that's going to be Wisdom plus that modifier, or it's going to be D20 plus that modifier plus Proficiency, right? Mm-hmm. So that is 15 plus 4, 19 to twenty
1: one. One of your innate abilities is Levitate. And as you're falling... You just have a desire to no longer fall. You don't you wish to not fall. Like, like, like it is this, you know, reptilian just stop falling. An extension of my own free will. And you are able to activate Levitate. And the second you activate it, you fully understand it. Boom. You can do it at will. So, like halfway down, you like you can hear the screaming of people as they see you falling. And then you just stop. You flip over half way this bark that was all around you begins to crumble off you and fall away in pieces and beneath it is this purplish slightly pinkish Mm. slightly translucent flesh disgusting long thin muscular limbs long thin muscular legs and then this face of tentacles just squid-like tentacles that now fall down from
2: your face. Yes, I wanna descend all the way to the to the ground and among my, uh, I guess, revelers there. And so now I'm 100 feet below the assassins, is Correct. that right? Correct. Okay, and then I'm going to shout up, toss them over the edge. There's a pause and I need you
1: to roll, I need you to roll uh, pers- persuasion. I need you to roll a disadvantage and I'll tell you why.
2: Okay, probably because that's freaky. So persuasion, disadvantage, still 19. That's pretty damn good. Yes. Uh, fortunately, I got lucky on this
1: one. Ooh. Yeah, I rolled a 20, which is just the right time. Okay. So it, after a second, the elevator starts to lower again that you were just on. The the platform lowers, and there's guards, and the two young ones have been taken into custody, but they weren't thrown over the edge. Mm-hmm. And Alora walks up to you, and she... Like bristles at the sight of you, the real sight of you. I'm bristling at the yeah, sight of me on yeah, um, this. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. And yes. They're all like shy there there's some whispers and 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 everything, but I mean they just saw you fly. So they've they're willing to kind of accept a lot and you did come out of the tree and everything else is lined up, so she <sighs> breathes like I am very sorry. Those and she looks down from her and she's like, My children will not bother you again.
2: My loyalty towards thy liars cease to exist. Metal lyric. I'm trying to think of some other good ones here.
1: The, the, one of them, uh, there's a boy and a girl. The woman was, so th- there's a man and a woman, the young ones who attacked you. The, the man is slight and agile. The woman is uh pretty tanky. Mm. Like, she can match with a goddamn maul. Like, she yes. was ready to fight. Um, She is still looking mad. Why do and, they attack? Well, as you ask that, one of them screams, you know, this is not prophecy. These are lies. I challenge. I challenge you. And the mother looks even paler than she is. And she's like, you cannot. You have nothing to offer. And the, the brother steps up and is like, I am offered. They believe you false. And you have been challenged. I accept. All right. And unarmed.
2: It kind of gets, yeah, get unarmed. Okay, that's unarmed. fine. Unarmed. Yep. I accept. Everything gets quiet again. And I'm naked. I have
1: no bark. You have nothing on. Okay, you're just you're 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 just all naked squid right there for okay. everybody. For
2: everybody, yeah. tentacles and all. Yeah, I am normal. Right, <laughs> I am normal. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah. I accept the challenge.
1: You've now when you say that, you realize you haven't said it. You've thought it, and
2: everyone heard you,
1: and they all look a little startled. Yes, but you spoke it into their mind.
2: I say it again. I accept. accept.
1: They all nod, tomorrow evening, they will have a challenge. And then Elora kind of sighs, but for tonight, perhaps, we should eat.
2: And there's some
1: revelry and yelling and blah, blah, blah. Right, am I hungry? Probably, Probably. I'm starving.
2: We're very hungry, but... Yes, this is a strange time. It is a strange form, still kind of coming into this. It's all super strange, and like when you have a
1: glass of... You pick up a glass of wine, and you see yourself in the reflection of the wine as there's torchlight behind you, and you are a squid-faced dude. It's like your whole like your, your head is shaped like a squid. You have the tentacles coming out of the front, and then there's like a humanoid body beneath it. And I want to roll
2: history, if I could, to oh, try sure. to determine. You
1: can roll history, arcana, or nature for this. You've also been brought a robe that mostly fits you, so you're not buck-ass naked.
2: Okay. Arcana is what I'll roll, then. Uh, 19. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. So you know what you are and you are an elithid, or as they are more commonly called a mind flare. And you know that if you're hungry, there's only one thing that you're going to want to eat. And as they're bringing plates of food and drink in front of you, like, and you enjoy alcohol, you know, you enjoy a drink, you okay. enjoy perhaps a fancy taste of something. And but what you need to live, what you need to consume, is a brain. Is the mind, is the mind of other creatures. Is the of a
2: living creature. Okay, I want to posture this in a very important way. Because this is a pretty big moment, right? Yeah, so, if I'm gonna, so if I'm going to tell people that I'm going to have to eat the brains of the populace, and I'm already trying to be assassinated, I've been around for like an hour... What I want to do, again, is I want to make this into a good thing. I want to try to spin it where it's like, it's a good thing that I'm trying to eat your brains here. That's fine. you live per- forever. I'm normal. Okay. That's right. you live forever. I am
1: normal. Now get your tasty, tasty brain right.
2: on over here. That's exactly what I would try to do is convince them that, well, I mean, it's new to me as well. It may, it may be, is it familiar? The sensation of being a mind flayer.
1: Yes, it is familiar. It feels like, you. Like, this is who you are. That is, what it, that is what it feels like. Beneath it all, yes. But it also doesn't feel right for here. Like, wherever mind flayers
2: are from, this isn't it. Okay. This is not your world. From within the chambers comes extension of my own free will. And from the outer realms, too, extensions of my own free will. I'm going to extend that will here. You brought me forth because you know me to be magic. I am an, a magical being.
1: Is that right? The three counselors are seated around you and all nod yes.
2: There is a price to pay for my summoning and for my aid. And I will offer you that aid and this purpose and this drive forward. For I can see in all of you, you are yearning for a sense of. Purpose.
1: And you can see the uh the you know, them being cursed to the deserts. You can see them through their trials in the deserts, how they were hunted, how they are still to this day hunted.
2: Yes. That price to pay is steep, but those who pay it are rewarded. And then what I want to do is I want to choose out of the crowd a healthy looking male. And I want to say, step to me, child. Okay. So, like, about, like, in
1: their, like, e- e- in my career, equivalent Catholic of, like, 20s. of, like, 20s, like that kind of thing. Yes. I yeah. want
2: to choose, actually, no. I, I want to choose, uh, an old, an older person. Okay. I want to choose Perfect. an older person who's yeah. lived, who's lived a full life. We'll start there. Sure. We won't start with the, right. the, the healthy, right? right. We'll right. start. We'll start...
1: One of the eldest ones, yeah. Right. Yeah, and there are... Uh, now, most of them haven't made it. Uh, there are very few elders, but there hmm. are a couple. And this one gentleman steps forward. I don't have a name, sadly, for him. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, there's tell a name. Me your name. Yeah, um, his name is... Uh, Enid. Well, it's
2: Enid's fine. That works, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My name is Enid. Thank you for your service. And then I'm going to uh, try to suck his brain out. Okay. I'm going to say, do not... I'm going to position him the right way. Do yeah. not... Uh, do not look away. So you're on the, like this raised platform in the middle of this festival,
1: surrounded by people enjoying a festival. So everyone's like got eyes on you, right? So, yes. So this so this old man comes and kneels and then you kind of like gently guide him so he's facing out from you and you're behind him. Yes. And you are getting and before, visions
2: now. Yeah, before I suck his brain, I want to almost address the crowd again and be like, and reiterate what I had said before, where sure. I have been long- in the shadows and you've called me out. I will give you purpose. I will give you life. I will give you something back that was taken from you, but the price must be paid and this is it. You will thank me for paying this price. Okay. And thank you, Enid. And then I will...
1: Do right. I have to roll for this? Well, so now in order to pull the brain out of a person, yes. they have to be subdued.
2: Incapacitated. Incapacitated.
1: Right. So you have to uh, first physically overpower Enid.
2: Okay. To I'm gonna, hold him still. I'm going to try to do I that. I will say
1: you can roll it with advantage because he's willing. Okay. This might be some like... he acts, With strength? Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, 16.
1: Okay. And he rolled a 11. So you're able... To, so even though there's some involuntary... Like reaction. You're able right. to hold I, him there.
2: The tendrils slither down his yeah. shoulders and bind his arms in place. Yeah. He doesn't know the price that he's going to pay. No, he does not. His no eyes of fear and confusion again. Now yeah. he is shocked. Yeah, and I mean, I've only been alive for what, an hour? As hour like and a half. A, yeah. The beak scratches against the back of his head as yeah. it starts to open. And I do not want... I want to make eye contact with uh, Azari, Alora, and Tathia, as I do this, as sure, well. yeah,
1: yeah, they're all, uh, everyone is in some form of shock or disbelief, yes. Uh, Azari seems to like some flinch and look away, Azari never, his right. eyes are unblinking, he never looks away. Your Your beak clamps over it, the skull breaks, you feel the brain. Leave this old man as he crumbles beneath you, and you just take his. You see his whole life, all Flash his, all his, my all his experiences. Eyes. You know everything he knows. And as you're standing there, you you become him. For a moment, you just become the old man. Everyone, I gasps. look like Enid, look exactly. I like look
2: him. like Enid. I keep that form, and I say to them, "Behold, life eternal."
1: Okay, I need you to roll persuasion with advantage. Uh,
2: seventeen plus four, so twenty-one.
1: Okay. Yeah, there's a moment of silence, and then there is like uproarious cheers from everyone. Everyone yes. is screaming. I, and I, I try to levitate yeah. again. You try hype it up. You can levitate I whatever levitate you wish. Levitate again. Yes. The,
2: delicious, the delicious, power delicious power of this. Power.
1: Thank you for joining us for episode 91, The Rise of Sigma. For early episode releases, original art and maps, campaign content, custom Twitch overlays, and behind-the-scenes video, check us out at patreon.com slash vardian. We'll see you next time in the World of the Five Kingdoms.